From Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm Rowie McCowan. This is Film Club, a podcast series where our youth film critics and cultural connoisseurs spill a theoretical tea on a new movie. For this episode, we're talking about a film that hasn't actually been made yet. In November of 2023, siblings Jin and Bright Chang launched a crowdfunding campaign for a feature film to be shot in Alaska. This spring, they plan to shoot Stranger. Jin is the writer and director of the movie. Bright serves as its producer. Stranger tells the story of a runaway man returning to Alaska to visit his ailing mother. When he gets entangled with the homeless community, he discovers a long-buried family secret that threatens to upend his entire life. Atme producer Jordan Kell sat down with Jin and Bright in the Atme studio to talk about their upcoming film, the challenges to crowdfunding a feature-length movie, and moving to Alaska in their teens after growing up in Taiwan and the UK. Now, Jen, I know you went to KCC, right? Yes, correct. And your teacher was Mr. Blake, and you were a few years before I was. I just graduated this past year. So maybe what were some memories you had in there while making films that maybe inspire you to this day? It was definitely, I mean, say inspiration is where I started. I mean, I learned everything about filmmaking there. So it's kind of what inspired me to start making film and bring me to who I am now uh I had two teachers actually I was in the transition between Mr. Blake and Banbury you know Banbury I've heard of him okay um so I learned a different little little bit about different aspects from filmmaking Banbury is more photography and editing focus and then Mr. Blake's on audio focus and um I was there kind of later during later this semester but I was lucky to be able to hang out, hang out with the they we call the cool kids. It was like Ryan and Nathan who was already yeah. been there for like another two or three semester, and I was new, but got to hang out with them and eventually make project together and just form that great friendship till today. Now we're doing a more ambitious project together. How about you, Bright? Did you go to KCC or what high school did you go to? Uh, I actually went to KCC, but <clears throat> I wasn't in the film and audio program. I uh, was in um, I was in culinary art programs for quite a bit of time. With then Chef Nermi, Chef Nermi, and uh, Chef Puff. She's not there anymore, but she's an awesome um, instructor. Mm-hmm. And then I also attempted at the vet program, and eventually um, I start working with Jin, Ryan, and Nathan. And, you know, hang out with a bunch of cool kids and start making film. So you don't have to be in that program to making film, you know? <laughs> yes. yes. Now, you're currently crowdfunding your feature-length film here to be shot here in Alaska. Um, can you tell me more about this movie you two are hoping to make? This film essentially is a extrapolation of a question I ask the most in all of my short films and trying to bring it onto a bigger canvas. And essentially, he's asking the same questions about identity. Because me and my sister grow up moving in different countries all the time. So that's something that has f- take shape um, more and more clearly as we grow up. So the question of who I am and um, you know who I really am inside, it's, it's something that we've been desperately to find an answer and um, essentially that's a core of the message we are creating is a dramatic background that allows us to pose this very interesting question without giving an easy answer um, but yeah it's a film that's that sets in this unique backdrop uh, this unique backdrop of Alaska but ask a very universal questions about identity how about you right is there something you hope the audience can gleam from this movie that you two are creating? Or is there something personal within this film that you hope to bring to the masses? I think uh, Jim pretty much cover, you know, uh, the core about the, the, the film that we hope to convey. It's just this, you know, search of identity. And I believe it, you know, there, there, there are young people searching for identity, but also there's elder people who's also, you know, even 
gone through you know most part of their life but still searching who they are mm -hmm. and so yeah that's the core of the message for the film all right and to add on to that do you feel like either of you have found more about who you are as people or about yourselves through the creation of this film i think less ironically and i think that's that's the core of the film it's not a given answer of saying hey i find who i am because we're not never going to find who i am it's a question that's been asked thousands of years starting from you know the ancient greek philosopher already been asking that questions uh but more of to the gesture of asking that question that make you start reflecting on what made you who you are today and also realizing that you're you continue building on top of that you you are becoming yourself a new version of self each and every day and it's, it's always necessary to look back to your root uh, to look back to what inspire you or what what um um what made you who you are today uh but also accepting that you're not there's there's no certain answer to it and this film um, is taking form of a very dramatic setting where someone is unaware of who he is. And that background, um, someone's background, someone's foundation to who he is, is completely removed. And in that circumstance, that it poses the questions of, um, first, you want to know who he is, but eventually instead of giving you an answer of who he is, I try to answer in a way that maybe it is not important to know who you, who you are. And is it important to know who you are? There's a debate on that truth. And I think that's what that's what fascinates me the most. It's the, the complexity of identity. Um, it's what made you who you are, but at the same time, you cannot, everything you know cannot define who you are. I think it has a lot to do with acceptance of that current situation, you know, because situation and experiences is what made you who you are. And with the constant changes of this current situation, you know, the people that you encounter, you are constantly changing who you are. But it's a matter of accepting. Do you accept of who you are at this moment? And, you know, and, you know, begin to embark on the journey to find out, keep finding out who you are and keep accepting, keep finding out and keep accepting. So I think, yeah, I in, in the capacity, I agree. <laughs> Are you hoping to invoke feelings of self-reflection within viewers, of asking who they are um, removed from their circumstances and removed from maybe their place of origin, but their current experiences? I think what we're trying to do with the film is um, hopefully at the end of the film, when the light turns on, um, you know, everything, people sitting in a dark room trying to engage with the world in the cell the screen. And after the movie finished, the last frame, the light turns on. Um, they not only ask questions about who I am, but they become curious to who other people is in the same time. Because that's, um, that kind of relates to the film title, Stranger. Um, the reason why we are stranger to each other is most, you know, there's a big factor is because I don't know your story and you don't know my story. And hopefully this film can impart is people show curiosity to what what's other people's story and and how that reflect to their own because it's a busy time as a you know a human have never been so occupied. The the, the tempo of each day's life is very fast. Nobody has a time to slow down and just, you know, talk to other people and even talk to yourself. So at the end of the film, we hope to have that moment of resound where people just, there's a sense of curiosity come out. Um, mm -hmm. You, uh, We want people to become more aware of what's happening around them and what's happening inside of them. Yeah, that sounds like a very interesting concept. And I think that's a very bold move to go for. And I can appreciate that. Where does the story for Stranger come from? There's an easy answer. Is, I mean, if there's easy answer. There's also the complex answer because my mom asked me the same question. She doesn't really read English. So when I'm trying to explain the story, I found oh, it's so difficult to explain 
what the story is about and how was it inspired because there's a lot of layers of inspiration that weaves together and make this story but originally it was um, due to my own experience when I when me and my sister first moved to Alaska we didn't have a car we have to walk everywhere just by foot and um, especially in midtown downtown Anchorage we start seeing this group of people who live on the side of the street and um, and the more I see this group of people, it's it's I cannot ignore their presence. But I will I was never really seen it as, as a political element, but more of reflecting on myself in the way I'm trying to relate to them personally and see what this what this group of people, um, why they end up on you know, in such desperate situation. So I spent quite a bit of time chatting with them, you know, have talk with them just with a pack of cigarette. And through all my my talk with them, um, I found all of them kind of um, is in some kind of disaster that I am in. They they are all asking the question about who they are, or people know who they are, but they want to hang on to that answer. Um, they share with me a lot about why they become um, who they are today and where they come from, and to them, those are treasure because and you know in Alaska it's a situation where you if you leave on the street and you you fall asleep you might not wake up again and for them they better remember who they are before before they fall asleep and never wake up and of course a very extreme case but that really inspired me to really think about these questions in in a more um extreme circumstances um and that's where the story started that's where I decided I'm going to write a story that takes place in Alaska and involve this backdrop that just part of Alaska that people don't see and trying to have a, a character plays within that setting and have to figure out um, who he is and constantly reminded of these questions in that setting. Now, Bright, do you share a lot of these personal experiences with Jin? And if so, what's your take? Yeah, um, I'm not the writer to begin with. Jin, <laughs> Jin is in charge with that, uh, with the creativity parts of this project. Um, but definitely when we first moved to Alaska, um, we, we, we've been kind of moving to places from places to places because of our father's work. So when we landed in Alaska in high school, we don't speak the language quite well. We're still in, in, in the time to pick up the language. And so communication is definitely uh, a challenge at the time. And uh, there's no car because, you know, back in our country, Taiwan, um, where transportation is very accessible, you kind of rely on transportation or your feet rather than... Um, driving to anywhere but in alaska if you don't have a car you don't have your feet <laughs> so we walk to everywhere um and um that's where we start to notice that group of people uh living off the street and in this very extreme weather um so a lot of a lot of that it's we start posing questions about you know the difference between homeless and houseless people who have um roof um but so homeless and, and houseless is people who live off the street and who, who also has a house to live but you know there's no family to call so we're kind of just exploring the differences and the definitions of that and uh eventually we wanted to tell the story about you know of reflections about our own identity because we've been kind of moving everywhere and um at this time, we, we have each other's to call our home, but we kind of, you know, loses our roots to to trace of who we are in a sense. So um, we want to tell a story to explore um, the theme of identity. And that's where we um, start jacking down notes and eventually evolving into um, the screenplay of Stranger. Right. That's very profound. Thank you. Yeah. Now, Bright, when Jin approached you with the with the script, what was your initial reaction? How did you feel about it? Um, so before then, we've made short films here and there. 
But you know, it's never a full-length movie, and I, I, I know the fact that Jin is taking this very serious for the past two years on writing a script. And so when he approached me, I was shocked in a way that I, I wasn't, I wasn't ready. <laughs> so and then he brought to me um, a screenplay in in seal up in an envelope, and he asked me to read it. And so I took some time to read it, and then it was just, it, it was, it makes me feel like I'm reading something about myself. So I, I feel personally very related to the to the topic, and you know, to where I am as of now. And so I told Jun that this film definitely, if we wanted to take a leap of our faith, you know, this is the time, and we have the right person, we have the right talents that we have connections with. Um, so yeah, we decided to give it a shot. Now, for the team you've put together for Stranger, was there a specific theming uh, for the team you put together? Maybe they have similar experiences to yourself or uh, experience living here in Alaska, or was it just connections you've had? When we, me and Bright, put a team together, we first think, okay, it is going to be a it is a professional project, essentially driven by passion. So we want to first reach out to people that we ourselves acknowledge that has a great passion for cinema, for filmmaking. And luckily, we have this group of friends who share the same passions as we do. And we approach them, have them read a script, and their reaction and their, their desire to participate in the film confirms um, our belief. So part of it is because of the connection but if they don't share the same frequency we wouldn't try to bring them to our team and our dps um which is the the the, the core team that we work very closely are both local talents they both have their specialties um nathan is very good with you know he has a very good relationship with nature he knows how to deal with this very hard condition and and he has a nice um to look for composition that normally people would, wouldn't look at. While Ryan has a very strong technical brain, he's able to solve problems on set and being very spontaneous and adventurous about problem solving. So that's essentially it is. We're trying to bring together a group of passionate um, individuals who was also looking for you know, a stage to tell story together because film's a collaborative um, art. And that's 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 how we assemble our team so far is to find people that can share the same vision, who's driven by the same incentive, which is passion, and who know this place well enough that they want to tell a story that's based in Alaska. Bright, could you elaborate on what your role as a producer entails for this film? Yeah. Um as a producer, um the role kind of comes with many layers of things, especially when you're working with a smaller production. You're playing multiple hat. I mean, truly everyone on the team is playing multiple hat. And as a producer, what I see my job is to first understand, of course, what the director and the writer's vision. And then you go ahead and recruiting people, finding, you know, who is good at what. And, you know, if we can share the same vision, bring them on board and supervising to turn everything from intangible into tangible. If that makes sense. Yeah. Now, you two are siblings, so does working together affect your sibling dynamic at all? Or do you think that because you two are so close, it brings a more fuller sense of communication than maybe working with a stranger? You know, working with someone you're familiar with there is definitely um, a more common language that you can speak with one another. But sometimes we definitely clashes <laughs> and it's inevitable, right? Whether you're working with a, with a new team or you're working with someone you already are familiar. Um, there's always moments that you would clash with opinions. But I think overall, I think we had a really good bound on understanding each other and... Um, you know, we kind of, I mean, it, it really big parts that give me the courage to, you know, jump on board with this 
project is to know Jin so much that I can give him my trust, and so does you know him can give his trust to me, and I think that's a very important relationship to build, whether you know it's in a family relationship or in professional business relationship. It's that trust. So yeah, I think. I don't know. Do you agree? I think I think it's a good relationship yeah, I, that we're I totally agree. I think, <laughs> working together. I mean, it's not to every sibling. Don't get me wrong, but we we just because we moved to so many places when we were young, and we kind of have just each other's back, so we know each other's very well. And especially in this professional collaboration, where、um, Bright let me take full control of the artistic aspect, and I trust her with all the pragmatic and practical aspect.、Um, so I will bring out. A dream and an ambition. I would try to shoot for the moon, and she would try to pull me down and say, "Okay, I understand where you want to go, but this is how far you can push." And if it's just to working with a stranger, I assume that the conflicts can arise any time because when somebody tell me to stop, I think they stand in my way. But knowing some working with somebody that I can trust, when this person stand in my way, I would assume this person already, you know. This person is here to help me to get to where I want, but、mm-hmm. if this person says we have to kind of say no to certain things, that means、um, she probably think deeply about it, and you tend to accept it, you know, more than trying to 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 fight against. So it, it is it is a very comfortable working relationship. All right. Now, Brett, have there been a few things when you saw like the screenplay, you were like, okay, maybe that's not realistic, or Maybe there's a little tweak or edit you have to change. Or so far, have you been able to go as envisioned? Yeah, we definitely. There are. When I first read the script, I told you like this is quite ambitious. You know the logistic aspect of this film.、Um, there is a specific scene. Spoiler alerts that take place in the hospital.、Mm-hmm. So logistically, it's more complicated when it involves you know.、Um, A building like that, rather than just a private property, you know,、um, and so we had this very long, extensive discussion. But I, I mean, at the end, I respect of whichever artistic, you know, creation that comes in mind, and I told him to write down anything that possibly to keep the story going, you know, and we can figure out things at later on and. With filmmaking, I mean, you're a filmmaker still, right?、Mm-hmm. When you're working with smaller production, this is what is fun about ind- independent film is because we know we don't have a, mon- a lot of money to work with, but at the same time, you brainstorm with your team, you improvise, and you create solutions, right?、Mm-hmm. So we can cheat things. So that's that's something that. You know he dreams. He dream bigs, and I I am the person who grounded him from that dream. But at the same time, he's like a a gravity that's also pulling me to the sky. I don't know if that's it's it like magnetic that pulls me to the sky. So we're kind of like pulling each other, and eventually we'll find that equilibrium、um, to agree on things. But yeah, I mean to answer your question, there's definitely moments that um um it seems unrealistic, but. I believe with the right team, with the right solution,、uh, with the right way, we can make that work. That's that's awesome. Actually, you know, you don't get to see a lot of those dynamics between directors and producers. You know, you have a lot of a lot of give, a lot of pull. But it seems you two have worked this out like yeah perfectly. <laughs> I think fundamentally, when we make this film, the reason why a lot of conflict can be avoided is because we kind of share the same brain in terms of problem solving. Because、um, I also know I'm not someone just giving millions of dollars to make a film. So when it comes to certain setup, I already thought about it. Was that when I was writing? So when Bright questions me or saying how this is gonna work, um, I'll be able to you know propose be like maybe we can cheat it this way or that way. And our brain is already there trying to find solution to piece thing together instead of me just saying firmly no. I need to secure a hospital. Um, I think that makes it a lot yeah. easier. <laughs> yeah. Apart from raising money to fund the movie, what are some of the biggest biggest challenges you foresee in、uh, making Stranger? There are definitely a lot of challenges that comes, you know,、uh, and continuing the challenge as well.、Um, but I think the biggest challenge is 
to put your name out there um, to begin with. Um, because I think in Alaska, there just hasn't been people, you know, who are interested in touching this subject matter or are making this kind of, you know, a different, more renovated, if you will call, um, innovative, not renovated, film. So when you're pitching new ideas to the audience or pitching the new ideas to corporates or business, you know, it's it's harder for them to picture in a way, um, understand what you were trying to approach. That's something that it's definitely a challenge that comes that I can, I can think of. Mm-hmm. A lot of challenge come with communication. Yeah. Because um, essentially we're foreigners. So things that inspire us in our life may not exactly line up with um, a lot of the locals. So um, sometimes we see things with a different perspective. And I think that's very valuable that what we're trying to present in a film is a different perspective. Um, but often if you cannot articulate that, or because film is something that for people to understand on screen, but before you're able to put that films onto the screen, um, it's harder to communicate what you're trying to achieve, especially when you're trying to convince a different perspective that people are not aware of. Um, specifically with this film, it's a drama. It's a it's a human drama, um, but it's portrayed in a way that we have to go into the rawness of someone's life. We have to inevitably dive, dive into the darker side, in you know, the shadow, and um, which can be translated or interpreted as um, misrepresentation, misrepresentation, or um, dismissing someone's life, or you know trying to draw this unglorified image, which is, in our mind, completely not true because we think it's very... The reason why... Um, I can give an example. The reason why people talk about France or Paris, I talk about Paris as scent of art, it's because, not because there's Eiffel Towers or there's a beautiful, beautiful um, painting about um, the Seine River and all that, uh, there's all kinds of film in France. There's films touching on the, the the more pleasing aspect of the of the city, and there's also art that touches on the the gritty side. You know, the non the, the immigrant and the illegal immigrant, or touches on um, drug dealings or sub um, like suburb worlds. But <laughs> to be short, it's um, it's the multiple perspective that arts can bring. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes a place unique. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring a different perspective to Alaska through film. And hopefully that can inspire the creation of art. Hopefully that can inspire saying things doesn't have to be in a certain way to, to, you know, to engage with people. And for us, we want to take the path where it's more emotionally um, challenged. Um, that's mainly being the you know also also create the main obstacle for us trying to make this film is is the the means of communication we'll be right back with more jordan's conversation with filmmakers jin and bright chang alaska teen media institute is looking for youth to join our team As a youth producer, you can conduct interviews like the one you're listening to right now, edit audio, record voiceovers, help write scripts, and much more. And all of that is paid work. And get this, while we are based in Anchorage, you don't have to be there to work with us. A lot of the work we do is done remotely. So if you are between the ages of 13 and 24, living in Alaska, and interested in joining ATME, go to alaskateenmedia.org slash join. You can also email us at news at alaskateenmedia.org. Let's get back to Jordan's interview with filmmakers Jin and Bright Chang. Now, from my understanding, your family is originally from Taiwan, then you two moved to the UK, then to Alaska. Did you have any say in any of that, or was it fairly much out of your control? And how is that affected your perspective in media? I don't think we have much saying to that. So the way how that works is my dad works for airline. He works for international airline. 
and he will um, be sent to different part of the world according to the company's decision. So, you know, and most of the time it's about like three years um, staying, three years um, here and there. And so when we first learn about moving to the UK or moving to um, Alaska, we had basically no idea of where exactly we will land our food at. And we just decided to tag along with our family and stay together, you know, as a unit and move to location A and location B and ended up landing in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, how old were you two during each of the moves? Was it like when you moved to the UK, you were there for a few years or was it fairly quick to Alaska? No, Alaska, Alaska is the last year of high school. So um, UK was during middle school. So there's quite a bit of separation between that. Um, and those are all the places that we didn't mention. I went to preschool in Vietnam. And <laughs> young enough, we also went to Canada. Uh, there's a couple places that we've been. It's always like a two or three years period. And then and come back, back to Taiwan, Taiwan for a year yeah. and then go to another place. It's for another two to three years. But when we're young, there's not really much we can say. Uh, I only remember the only time my parents asked if we want to go. It's to the U.S. It's to Alaska. We never been to United States up until that point, like last year of high school. And they say we're going to the United States, to Alaska. And I'm like, okay, what's there? <laughs> so, you know, I have this world, you know, my images is in the New York City or California Beach or the old pop singers and everything. But when we come here, Snowland. Like, land. Okay, it's quite different. <laughs> yeah. But it's unique. I, I love I love that we um we made a decision to come and bring us who we are today. Mm-hmm. That's tied back to the identity questions. It's mm-hmm. you're able to trace your route and not feeling regret or appreciate in any way. It's you just you just appreciate that's part of your life and how that shape you as a person and you make you excited to see you know where you're gonna where you're gonna go next and what's gonna be shaping you as a person and you come to different places i feel like it's almost a destined because you starting to meet people you know who ended up playing an important roles in your life um, whether it is to pull you down or brings you up all of that is to shape you of who you are today so yeah i utterly appreciate with those experience i i used to resent it but uh, now that i'm grown up and starting to make film about identity i come to a more accepting phase of um, who i am and all those experience yeah all right that's very insightful (laughs) now a lot of the films you've directed seem to deal with displacement and loss does your interest in these themes come from having lived in these very different places throughout your life or uh, has traveling shaped who you believe you are? Mm. I think it comes from trying so hard to find a placement with un- within uncertainty. Mm-hmm. It's when you're young, you don't ask so much questions. You just kind of go with the flow. But when you go up, you start to feel, a, you start to give definition to that sense of unease. And you're trying to articulate why you're feeling a certain way. And of course, um, me, I started to think about displacement, but this film, like I said, um, it just posed that interesting questions. And for me, one of the answer I want to give, or one of the direction I want this question to lead is, is it better to know the truth or not? And is, is it better to try to define what it is? And maybe it's because that process of trying to define that um, that make you anxious, that makes all the tragedy. You know, um, sometimes it's better to ask the questions and not answer. All right. That's very open-ended. I like that. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel about that, Brad? Do you think that... Have you had a lot of personal experience when it comes to contemplating displacement and loss or... Have you felt very much disconnected from where you've been, from who you are? Mm, 
I feel like, yeah, I feel like in a way I can relate to the story so much. It's because the experience that I share with Jen, it's pretty much re replicable. You know, it's, it's, it's the same kind of questions that we are contemplating most of the time. And, you know, finding that placement um, of who we are is, it's just being an ongoing question that, to to me, even till today, I haven't been able to truly answer that question, and I'm still in search of that. But I think it's because of we, you know, our current status is what you know able us, enable us to, you know, being able to portray the story. If it sounds too vague, but allow me just kind of give you an, a very concrete example. It's when I speak English or when I speak Chinese or sometimes when I speak French. It's I'm a completely different person. And I, if I start to de-ask questions and trying to define which version of myself it's who I am, then I start to become anxious because then I cannot answer that. I'll feel misplaced. I'll feel I'm unable to, you know, find a unifying answer to that. But if I started to ask a question instead of saying which version is really who I am, I start to ask the questions of what makes this version of me, what makes that version of me, what makes that version of me. And you're able to trace back to that origins. It makes me feel confidence when you are that when you are being that version of you. So instead of trying to tell yourself to be just one you, you start to accept every version of you when you're trying to present that version. No. Still vague. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just contemplating that, and I'm thinking how true that rings for me. You know, there's multiple facets of your life and how you present to yourself to maybe specific. Groups or individuals, exactly. like um, when you hang out with your friends, and you know when you hang out with your family, you have a different version of yourself that you're playing with a different role. It doesn't necessarily means that when you curse with your friends, that made you a bad person. You know, it doesn't course, mean that each. It it doesn't mean it's just that version of yourself, and doesn't it's make just any version untrue. Exactly, exactly. they're all you, and, and you don't yeah. have to you know define it. It's the beauty of it. Try not to define, but to to ask and to trace. Very philosophical. I like that. Um, have you both always had an interest in making films? Like, what ignited your passion? I used to want to be an animator. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love watching like Pixar films, and you know when I was young. But deep inside me, I want to make movie. It just growing up, it doesn't present to me as an option. I never have the opportunity to learn how to make film. And but I went to art school most of my life. I spent ten years in in fine art concentrated program where I was trained um, with all the artistic knowledge, the history, the skill, the painting skills, and all that. So I I have um, nourished myself with a very strong um, artistic foundation and a very strong vision in terms of you know aesthetic. Um, but when I started to see it as a language, like what am I gonna do with these tools and all the knowledge I have, uh, I started to be less bounded by form. I, I don't, not necessarily think I need to just be just pent. Uh, and filmmaking has always been the most accessible forms of art to me. I think um, going to theater, sitting with a group of audiences, and being able to take you know let the screen or let the story take you to another world it transcends life um and there's also images it's a series of images that carry you to a different world and that always fascinates me so um when i moved to alaska and went to kcc discover there's a program film and audio while my counselor was trying to get me into the 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 art and design program and i just say no because it's all images, and I don't want to draw a line. I've spent ten years um, working on images, and now now I want to work on how to stitch images together and assign a meaning and try to tell, you know, trying to use it as a language. To, you know, that that was the beginning of it. From my experience, in that part, in that regards, is very different from Jin's. I grow up not knowing what I want to do, like most teenagers, like mm -hmm. most, you know lost individual um and, and as i mentioned earlier in kcc 
Um, I explore in culinary art programs. I explore in vet programs. I explore here and there, and never was able to find, you know, and find what I want to do and define who I am. And it wasn't until Jin, when he was in in KCC Film and Audio programs, and he was assigned with um, one of the project that he works on, and. He came home and tell me all about it, and I started to find it fascinating in a way, you know. And he made his first short film, Shang with a Young Smile, and he encouraged me definitely to experience, you know, what is it like to be on a set. And I told him, you know, but I don't think, I don't think, with what I'm capable, I can bring anything to the production. And Jin encouraged me and says it's not true, you know, anyone. Who is interested? Who sees the vision of the film can be a part of it, and so、um, I I had the experience working on his short film project, Shang with a Young Smile, as a craft service. So I provide meals to、um, the production crews to feed them after eight hours of shoot, you know, and they're happy. And I feel like. In the world that <laughs> I feel like I'm fulfilling in a way, and that's what really drew me into film production aspect is like no no matter which walks that you came from, you know, it's it's a community that can take anything, and then it just absorb everything and build it to what it is today. You know, it's as what Jin says, it's like it's a collaborative effort.、Mm-hmm. You know. People who works in art industry, people who works in food industry, people who works in, you know, construction industry, everyone can come into the film set as long as you know they have the same envision to see what the film turns out to be. Then, you know, that's what filmmaking is about. I feel like.、Mm-hmm. I find both your stories quite relatable. As I didn't know what I wanted to do for a long time, and when I went to KCC, and I, I originally went for construction and. Vet, but、mm-hmm. I saw film and audio, and I immediately fell in love with the idea of、uh, sound and audio producing and holding interviews. So, in a way, it's like you guys are helping me fulfill one of my dreams. So, thank you. Yeah, thank、um, you. What films or media have inspired your style? You know, as a as a filmmaker, I try to be. Trying to be able to pay attribute to what inspire me, and I take inspiration from a lot of things, not just films. Of course, I watch a lot of films, but at the same time, I try to be less self-conscious about what inspires me, and just let、um, what I absorb in life to to make who, me who I am. But when you ask me what's my style, what styles inspire me、um, specifically for my filmmaking at this moment is the、um, The what we call the poetic realism.、Um, those are from the literary work that I read. You know, the absurdism from like Camus, Albert Camus. I I quote him a lot, and then filmmakers I love like、um, Abbas or、um, Denis Villeneuve.、Um, is the type of filmmaking where it borrows a scenario and then takes audience to. The scenario that's filled with real texture, and a lot of time, quite often, they they show you the darkest side of the things, but instead of telling you to give up, they sh- they show you a beams of light through that darkness, and say, you know, even in such dark places, there's still light. And for me, that's that's what they call poetry, and for me, that's a meaning of um of film. Uh, of any forms of storytelling, and as I was saying earlier, you know, for me, when we first started to learn English or other languages, is you don't got to really got to speak the language unless you have the need to express yourself.、Mm-hmm. Um, same thing for film; it's not a lot of people saying using it as a cliche, say film is a language, but I use it quite figuratively and quite, you know.、Um, Precisely, that film is a language to me because I don't think I can speak film unless I have the need to express myself. So the fact that I can express myself through film means there's a need within me that need to be expressed through this language, 
and the way I do it is through images. So I'm always looking for um, how to use images to deliver a certain scenario and how that scenario can arise um, a notion. And perhaps that notion can be converted into your messages and that messages can be definitive or indefinitive. Or, um, but it has to be able to resound. It has to be able to communicate between me and the audience. So Stranger is quite literally a message from you to the best audience of everyone. Correct. It's um, conversation. Conversation. That's awesome. That's truly inspiring. And um, on that note, as many people in Anchorage know, the city is struggling with help, uh, housing and helping uh, homelessness right now. And Stranger seems like it's going to deal with these themes. What kind of impact do you hope Stranger has on people? Do you feel like it um, it will drive people to help people, uh, others in these situations? Or do you hope it helps with awareness? Because I know you specifically stated it is not a political message, right? There's yeah. no politics in this. I come repeatedly almost repeat myself a lot saying there's no political statement. While well, I understand everything is political, but um, what I want to do with the film, it's me and Bright discuss a lot. What draws the film different from a documentary is the film is not here to inform. The film is not here to educate, but it is an opportunity to immerse and help people to relate. Um, the fact that I'm making it a narrative film instead instead of saying um, this is a subject matter that every everything centers around, we use it as um, more of a background. It's something that you cannot not see, which is the the truth of this city. And yes, it's going to generate awareness, but most importantly, what we want to do with the film, why we center around the question of identity, is because. Um, like I say earlier, um, once you ask that questions about identity, you become curious, not just to yourself, but to others. And a lot of time is when you start to care about others, care about others' story. That's when you pay attention to those that usually render invisible. And that's what we wanted to do. It's for people to be more curious and more empathetic in a way that they can relate other situation to themselves. Can you think of any specific film or media that has changed your aspect on life like Stranger might change others' aspects on life? Ensemble is a film. It's a French-Canadian film. I mean, it's a Canadian film in French language and other. It's a three-language film, but it's made by Denis Villeneuve, who also made the famous Sicario, Prisoner, Arrival, and Dune. Um, but it's his earlier film. It's in French language. And I think it's a very authentic film. It it was it's adapted from a stage play. And the film it's also a journey about identity. Um and yeah, that film's really make me see how I want to use film as a tool. And um, there's a couple of films I just I'm just afraid that people's not gonna <laughs> know this film. Um, this French director Jacques Jack Odiad, who made a film called Deepen. It's a film about um Im illegal immigrant uh, from Sri Lanka to France and how him as a person you know from another country who's forced to relocate and have to find his own place. And but if if it's not through the window of film he would just be another person's on the street that you won't even look at it and sometimes you might even talk bad things about but that film's able to take you with this person first-handed and experience what he experienced and that film also make me you know that opens my curiosity that that makes me give me a lot more empathy to the world i'm in and that inspire me to find inspiration for this film so um yeah those i can i can make a long list but i don't think there's a point but the parasite parasite <laughs> the movie uh by bong joon ho 
Um, it's it's a Korean movie. It's about a very poor family parasite into a rich family. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it, it's just oftentimes you know movie art, you know the the medium that are able to pull and glorify images on the screen and have people being you know put in into that situation, put in that perspective, going through what they're going through hearing through what they're hearing through and seeing what they're seeing and at the end of the movie it makes sense for you of why or who they are like why are they in that situation who they are so yeah i mean that's the huge reason why we decided to make this a narrative film instead of you know a documentary or any other form yeah Now, I know you have previously funded a short film through Kickstarter that raised over $6,000. What did you learn from that crowdfunding experience that you plan to apply for Stranger? Uh, Before, I was going to say, go big or go home. But then that's not true. That's my attitude when I first started a Kickstarter when I I was in high school. I wanted to raise $6,000. At first, I wanted to raise $500. Mr. Burke is like, you're not going to get $500. I'll come back the next day. I say, I'm going to raise $6,000. And he just like, all right, do your own thing. And I successfully raised $6,000, which I hope makes him proud. (laughs) (laughs) But this time, um, I learned is um, you must be authentic in terms of what you want to do. And you must not, you must feel humble at the same time, willing to share what you want to do with people. Because there's people out there that will support, that want to be a part of ambition, as long as you can articulate. And um, what we can learn from the past experience running this campaign is we trying to do a lot of work to, to articulate what we want to do, to show people not only what we want to do and what we have done and how they can be a part. And... Um, with this campaign, we remain optimistic, and but you know we want to show people that we have a story to tell and we're ambitious, and um, and we will fight for that ambition. And I think if people see that burning fires within you, it inspire them too, that they want to be a part of this, you know, this 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 fight. Outreach is definitely something that plays a huge part in crowdfunding campaigns. You know, a lot of because with crowdfunding campaigns that we talk about this is you are only able to reach to people that are within your film, like within your friend groups. But with crowdfunding campaign, it supposedly, you know, should be able to engage with a broader audience. So what we do differently from this time is that we had an event uh, that invites audience, invites general public to join us at the event and kick off the uh, crowdfunding campaign. So we're able to establish that intimate introductions about who we are and what we're doing with our audience and so through that you know it's it's almost like a word tour so people who are at the event are able to also become a medium and sharing that so it kind of creates that like a fireworks effects so it sprinkles out in a way Mm -hmm. so yeah outreach is it's it's a key for crowdfunding and we're currently still um keeping up with it until January seventeenth, right? Yes, it's it's from eleven, uh, not eleven, November eighteenth to January seventeenth. Yeah. All right, and if you get full funding for Stranger, what happens next? Do you have a timeline for when you expect the film to be released? Do you have uh, certain platforms you plan to release on, or how would that look like? We plan on shooting. The film so the principal of photography is fun to commence in mid-february um to mid-march and after that it's as you know an extensive post-production <laughs> so about we were we're optimistic with about six to eight months and trying to finish that up so hopefully the film are able to enter into 2025 film circuit as the first kickoff um, distribution channels. And through that, um, if we're able to gain recognitions or exposure, we will be first distributing in, you know, Alaska, um, 
Alaska theater, local theater, and then also the independent markets in Taiwan as well as France as a way to avoid um, huge market competition with blockbuster films in the U.S. And then once we are able to establish our fame and establish our, you know, name in in the smaller market, we can slowly expand back to the North America markets. So that's what the distribution um, strategy that we're going for. All right, so I should definitely hold some money for when that distribution sets up because I'm. Or if you donate <laughs> in our donate. Kickstarter campaign, we have premiere tickets that offer to you know um, audience from around the world to join us on the journey for pre premiering the the film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, because the film, the distribution of the film is a very long work. Yeah. So. Um, it's going to be a long hold once the film entered the festival circuit and finally able to screen it or, you know, uh, talk with the theater to screen it around the world. We are going to hold exclusive premiere, which most festival allows, and that it's going to happen in Anchorage, where the film's shot, where the film is inspired. Um, so we make it into part of the reward that people can participate in this premiere um, if they, you know, they backers on Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. And same thing... Um, We'll probably have another premiere in Taiwan and one in France. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to bring up about the film? Maybe the production, maybe uh, the journey itself. I I think one thing that me and Bright have talked about um, is we we talk about what if the film doesn't get funded enough? What if we cannot make the film? If we have really gone this far, um, should we make any short films? And then hopefully through that short film and generate more um, funding or attractions, um, attracts more funding to make a feature, or should we go with what we have? Um, and the more that we think about it, the more that we go back to the script and believe that it is a feature film because the nature of the story um, has to be told that way. And we started to realize maybe when we first started the project, we set a very high expectation in terms of um, you know, financial expectation of how much we want to draw fundings to make this film. And that loses us in a way that we focus too much on the money make like the money of filmmaking, um, instead of focus on what we want to tell mm -hmm. and the people that's going to help us to tell the story. I think it is something that after many years, we're going to look back when we have no money, when we have nothing. But there's a story that we believe that we want to tell, and there's a group of people that want to help telling the story, and we make this work. Um, that itself sounds very inspiring to me, and um, I wanted to be able to bring this story, part of it, for that reason. Um, so I can tell people, I can tell myself that... Um, this, the biggest incentive for anyone to do anything is it's the passion and you have to believe in that you have to stick to your gun you have to you have to hang on to it no matter how difficult it is it because that's that's what's going to help you to start and that's what's help you uh, going to help you to maintain i agree now is there certain social media outlets you guys are advertising on that you would like support on Anything of that sort you'd like to shout out? Yeah, um, we have our Facebook page. Um, it's Stranger Film. And we ha also have our Instagram page is Stranger underscore film underscore <laughs> that you could uh, follow. Um, we have weekly update with, you know, either some behind the scene photos of our crew or some, um, you know, just we, we keep updating with, engage with our audience and followers throughout the time um, and through that you'd be able to find our kickstarter link which will direct you to our kickstarter page and it will show the interview videos that we made you know the teaser films that we shot moving poster and explaining what we done who we are and what's the project about and um if you you know find it engaging you you're interested with the topics that we discussed today till January 17th you know it's a great way to support <laughs> support us I guess and if you want your name to 
of course show show up in the credit list it's the right time <laughs> i mean i will put it this way kickstarter is definitely the platform that we advocate the most mm-hmm. every um, media or instagram facebook keep the audience engaged uh, but at this very moment um, if people can go on a kickstarter see what we're doing um, and consider being a part of what we do it's what's going to help you know making the project happens um because we can do so much but the reason why it's called crowdfunding is because we're borrowing the crowd of you know the power of crowd and that's that's a way to be a part that's a way to um inspire us and if they're inspired you know now with that it was amazing to interview both of you and i look very much forward to the release of stranger so to end our interview thank you jin chang <laughs> and you. Chang. thank you that was at me producer jordan kell speaking with filmmakers jin and bright chang you can learn more about their film at stranger-film.com you've been listening to film club a production of alaska t media institute our show's theme music was composed by kendrick whiteman Alaska Teen Media Institute is based in Anchorage, Alaska. We would like to acknowledge the Denina people whose land we work on. Many thanks to supporters of our podcast. The views expressed in this program do not necessarily represent the views of our sponsors. Thank you to our listeners who contribute to our programs and help us leverage additional funds and grants. If you'd like to support Youth Voices in Alaska and help keep our podcast going, you can support us through Patreon. It's a membership platform that makes it easy for you to support creative endeavors like Atme. Just go to patreon.com slash alaskateenmedia. You can also help out by subscribing to, rating, or writing a review of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Every little bit helps us get our stories out there. And if you are youth ages 13 to 24 who loves movies and is interested in being a part of our film club, go to alaskateenmedia.org. Or you can email us at news at alaskateenmedia.org. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at alaskateenmedia. Follow us for all sorts of updates. For Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm Rowie McCowan. Thanks for listening.